Alright, hey, welcome everybody to this week's show. We are here, we got this week's Disney news for you, and let's get at it. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right. In today's show, we have news for you about San Francisco Square coming to California Adventure. Disney Magic arrives in Philadelphia. We'll tell you more about what that actually really means. Headline news, trivia, and so much more on this week's show. Welcome our dear friend Edward back, and he is in a special place. Where are you, Edward? I am am at the, well, I've got to figure out which direction direction to go. go. There you go. go. I am at Disney's Disney's Boardwalk boardwalk inside the solarium. No, Uh, Beach Club. Beach, Beach Club, club sorry, sorry, Beach Club. club. Um, Tony, Tony and I spoke, spoke about this. This, this is a place, place that we both, both like. So, yeah, uh, hanging out here, got a nice little backdrop. And who knows? I don't know what time the fireworks go off, but if our alarm goes off at eight thirty, you might be hearing some fireworks in the background. Forty minutes. Boom! 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 Have you gotten your AP Tron ride yet? Of course. of course, I almost, I almost went, went to, to uh, China, China to ride that ride, and then the pandemic hit, and I couldn't go. Uh, so, so I have. See, so Disney one. saved you money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I now, now I think I could, I could go. go. I, I don't know I if you heard about this. About there's this. a there's flight deal they have that they're for starting for internationals. I think in May, you can enter a lottery, and they're giving away one million flights from wherever you are in the world to Hong Kong for free. To go yeah, to Hong Kong, Kong Disneyland. Disneyland. And so, what's, yeah. So, what's the gimmick? I'm, I'm going to, you got to go to Hong Kong Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> um, so, so, I'm going to enter that and I hope I can like get it. it. Uh, I, I actually have, have to re up my, my, my um, uh, what's it called? The blue book. Oh, passport? Passport, yeah. I have to re up my passport. So, once I do that, like, I'm going to do that ahead of time, but hopefully I can get a flight that I'm going to try to see when. The, the, you, know, you know, the cheapest times time to fly actually around Asia are, and then I'll go yeah. to Hong Kong for a couple of days, I'll go to Tokyo right. Disney Sea for a couple of days, right. I might go to Shanghai for a couple of days, go to a couple of Universal Parks over there, and then right. uh, fly back, so... Um, but, but yeah, yeah back, back to the, the back to the Tron, Tron thing. All right, so back to Tron. Next, next, what? Next Tuesday, not, not this, this coming, coming up Thursday, 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 the Thursday after. Oh, okay, okay. At, at 9 a.m., and my buddy and I are joining me at breakfast in Steakhouse 71, so that we can just... Walk, walk over, over go yep. on Tron, leave and go to work because we, we have jobs. Wow. All right. Well, you'll have to come back and tell us next week what that was like yeah. or the week after or whenever, whenever you're going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you get yours? No. I uh, got in the queue, and uh, mm-hmm. when it was my turn, it was uh, sold out. Oh, no. Terrible. Yeah. 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 So I'll oh. just wait and go in April whenever it opens to the public. I, I I've, I've heard it's very short. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I've minute. heard the inside part is really nice. You go outside, mm-hmm. it zips around. It's a lot of fun, but it's very short. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have uh, cast, cast member friends, friends who, who went while I was in Arizona, Arizona last week, mm. and, and uh, they, they said, said it was fun, fun, but it was short. And, and uh, I guess I people were having complaints about the seats. seats. Um, mm. and, and how it feels, feels uncomfortable, uncomfortable, like on your legs, like in a cast or something. something, and I'm thinking, okay, I guess it's, it's kind of like Avatar. So. Yeah, it is like Avatar. Um, I haven't, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I haven't watched, watched anything. I haven't looked at anything. I want to. Yeah. I, I, I like, like to experience, experience an attraction, vanilla. So yeah. I'm going to well, go they, along. They're, you know, they're all motorcycles. I think not every train, but some of the trains in the back don't have motorcycles. They actually have a seat with a lap bar. Oh, uh, that you can say if you're a person of size or a mm-hmm. handicapped, you know, you have yeah, to yeah. transfer out of your wheelchair, or your ECB into the vehicle. But if you can do that, then you don't have to, you know, lean over, you know, some motorcycle uh, contraption and have, you know, these things clamped down on your legs. You can just sit with a lap bar. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard it's just as good, you know, mm-hmm. so um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a too large of a guy. I'm 190 and, and six yeah. feet tall, so, so I, you know, I think I should be fine. I know, I know on Avatar, Avatar the first time, they had to, like, redo mine because yeah. 
something involving my calves because I guess I'm pretty obsessed with calves. So I had to move it a certain way and they finally got to lock down. And since then, I just kind of squished really hard in and haven't an issue since, thank God. Yeah. We, I've told the story before. We went, me and John went on Avatar. It was like maybe the first or second day they were, you know, doing AP previews. Mm-hmm. And I I got on, I leaned forward, and the guy's like, you know, you got to go forward more, move your feet forward. I said, they're, they're as forward as they get. <laughs> and then uh, they couldn't get it to clamp down, and he goes, I, th- I think you're too tall to ride this. And I said, what? Uh, I'm only five foot three. There are way <laughs> taller people in the world than me that are going to want to ride this. <laughs> and if I'm too tall, well, this is only for midgets or children. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so I had to, I had to go back another time and do it again because did you get to ride it the next time? I did, I did. Oh, I've okay. I've been on several times since, and I really okay. think that technology should be put in like, like a, a Mary Poppins attraction where you're flying over London, or mm-hmm. the Peter Pan attraction where you're flying over London. Anything mm-hmm. that's got flight in it should yeah, be yeah. this. It should mm-hmm. be that attraction. It should be that technology. Anyway, I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Yep. All right, let's get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All right, what's up first? Stepping Stepping into into San San Francisco Square at DCA DCA in summer 2023. At the D23 Expo, Disney announced so much fanfare that Pacific Wharf Disney's California Adventure Park was going to turn into San Francisco from all Disney Animation Studios' award-winning Big Hero 6. Those of you who have recently been to park may see an exciting transformation that's already begun, and later this summer, at Disney's 100 celebration at the Disneyland Resort, you'll be able to step into the new area named San Francisco Square and discover new offerings inspired by Baymax and Friends. San Francisco Square will teleport you to a not-so-distant future, in a fictional mashup of two iconic cities, San Francisco and Tokyo. As the tech industry begins to emerge and the local fishing trade fell on hard times, entrepreneurs came together to reinvent seaside canneries into a vibrant, multicultural district of neighborhood restaurants and small businesses where you'll be able to shop and eat. An iconic landmark in the area will be San Francisco Gate Bridge, which will span the tide pools linking San Francisco Square to the Paradise Gardens Park Obelisk. Once you cross cross the bridge, bridge, you'll catch the view of the the floating wind turbines, a floating old fishing net tannery, powered by the district district from high in the sky. Clues to the area's storied and charming past can be found in details throughout San Francisco Square. Outside the converted warehouse at the end of San Francisco, you may have the opportunity to encounter Baymax. Today, Pacific Wharf is home to eateries featuring sourdough bread, ice cream sundaes, delicious Mexican fare, Asian dishes, and so much more. You'll still be able to enjoy all your favorite dishes at Pacific Wharf dining locations during this transformation. When the transformation of San Francisco Square is complete, this summer you'll find your favorites like soups in a freshly baked bread bowl, which I'm sure people were afraid was going to go away, um, as well as many new Asian-inspired selections. The new port of San Francisco draws inspiration from its tricultural influences with signages in English, Japanese, and Spanish. Outside, it'll be a fun and inviting beer garden decorated with festive lights and pepicado. Sure, that's something I don't know. The San Francisco Square Public Works Department is hard at work on this transformation, so be sure to stay tuned to Disney Parks Board for more about this adventure that's coming to the park this summer. Um, it, it sounds like they're trying to get guests in the park and not spend any money. What does it sound like to you, Tony? I don't know what it sounds like to me, but I do think that it's interesting that they're leaning back on Big Hero 6. I mean, they haven't announced a sequel. They haven't announced any, you know, why this movie and why DCA? You know, it's just interesting that they've chosen this uh, mm-hmm. as the the uh, the item to put in DCA now. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's low, a, combination a combination of low-hanging low fruit and, and all the Imagineers are in California. Yeah, um, that could be. I, I, I've, I've spoken about this, this you know, before, but when the Imagineers were on this coast and that coast, and that's where our Imagineers were, and they kind of split the parks that they did Imagineering for, 
right. you, you saw, saw a lot more love for the cash cow of the company. company. And yeah. now we're just, we're just getting, getting bled dry. dry. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's what, what I, I think, think it is. is. I, think I think just, just like all the Haunted Mansion editions mm-hmm. that they keep mm-hmm. getting over and over and over again, it's just right. the Imagineers are over there, they see it, and they're going to do it. Right, right. All right, next up we got, hey, Disney Magic arrived in uh, Philadelphia as a nostalgic new exhibit days, debut. So the Disney Company, if you don't know, is celebrating 100 years. That's a lot. That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, the Franklin Institute is bringing 100 years of animation, innovation, inspiration to Philadelphia across 10 unique galleries. This exhibition is... Exhibition shines a spotlight on the company's rich history and telling of beloved stories. Uh, There's certainly no shortage of emotion packed into the sprawling 15,000 square foot experience uh, filled with artworks, artifacts, documents that mark important moments across 10 decades of Disney memories. Uh, this is a quote from Becky Klein, the director of the Walt Disney Archives, calling the expedition a once-in-a-lifetime event. Uh, the Walt Disney Archives spent years planning and curating more than 250 objects to capture the 100 years of storytelling, creativity, unparalleled magic at the Walt Disney Company. 250 objects. That's a lot wow. of stuff. That's impressive. <clears throat> Uh, the exhibition arrives from a collection uh, between the Disney Archives, Disney's D23 official fan club, <clears throat> and seminal exhibitions. Mm-hmm. It was officially commemorated on February 15th in a ceremony that included a performance by the Philly Pops Orchestra with special appearances from Mickey and Minnie. Also in attendance were Disney legends Bob Gurr, who worked co- closely with Walt Disney to design Disneyland's original monorail, among other moving vehicles at Disneyland, as well as the Disney legend Don Hahn, best known for the producing of Disney classics like The Lion King and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, The entire experience begins with a special introduction from Walt Disney himself. Nice. Did they bring Walt back from the dead? Can they do that? They used use AI, AI to, to recreate. recreate. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they did. Give him yeah. a speech. Yeah. yeah, it was made just for this exhibition using AI technologies. Produced new footage of Walt in what Disney calls their magic stage technology. Oh, Let's man. go check the patents on that baby. It really uh, was. No yeah, way. it's outrageously crisp, upscaled footage is a bit unusual, especially for those who are intimately familiar with vintage clips of Walt, but mm-hmm. his presence adds a warm beginning to the journey. I, I want to go see it just for this now. I'm going just, wow. just I want to see that footage. If you okay, have, well, send me a copy of that footage. I want to see that, if anybody's got some video of that. Yeah, well, well, I think, I think it, it travels, travels so, so I'd be interested to see I don't if it know. does. I'm going to go try and see it in Philly, because I, really? yeah, I got family in New Jersey, so... It's yeah, a, it's a win-win for me. I didn't I think you got, got along, along with those, those people, people in Philly, Philly but okay. okay. No, I'm fine with those. Uh, among the highlights, guests can look forward to seeing a close-up. The original Luke Skywalker lightsaber hilt from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. You can also see notes handwritten by Walt Disney iterating on his famous original Disneyland Day opening remarks. I've never seen that document before. That should be interesting. Vibrant yeah. original costumes worn in films like Enchanted, Cruella, and Black Panther. They always do that. They bring out this large collection of costumes, and it's boring. Uh, a set of helmets from various Marvel superhero movies. Okay, that's pretty cool. A peek behind mm-hmm. the scenes of the bear audio animatronic heads from the great moments with Mr. Lincoln and the Hall of Presidents. And you're ready for this one. A massive 12-foot Nautilus submarine special effects model from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Wow. That's really going back in the archives. Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. Yep, there are incredible photo opportunities that really transport uh, 
visitors to Disney's parks, including a pair of original Disney theme park ride vehicles, one from the Matterhorn bobsled. Just mm-hmm. go, go to Disneyland and you can ride in one. I mean, and the other from Peter Pan's so Flight. And I would tell you to go to any of the parks and you can ride one of those. You don't need to go to Philadelphia to do that. I mean, the original, the original Matterhorn bobsled, where you yeah. have to set each other's laps in order to ride. Sure yeah, maybe, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the old uh, Space Mountain, you know. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there are more than three hundred Disney films and clips that are present. Three hundred movies, films, and clips, including a glimpse at Wendy's necklace and Captain Hook's hook from the new. Upcoming Disney Plus original, Peter Pan and Wendy, debuting later this year. <clears throat> the the uh, exhibition, ex, uh, I can't even say this anymore, uh, brings old props, memorabilia, and historical artifacts to the Franklin Museum. Um, altogether, this has been four years in the planning uh, and production. Uh, there are more than two more than two hundred thousand visitors through it uh, in it's August twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. So it's closing in August. So it's mm. from now until August twenty seventh, closing, and then before it moves on to a new city. So um, yeah. if you are going to go, I would tell you buy a ticket ahead of time. Uh, and I think they're selling two tickets. One is nine to four, and then from four to I think nine. So there's a like a day ticket and a night ticket. Obviously, you you know if you want to spend more time, you're going to want the day ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go look on the Franklin Institute website, uh, you can buy a ticket for this and uh, get yourself in there. Yeah, yeah I'd, be I'd be interested to know what cities, cities are going to go to next. next. So, so that's a six-month six exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, you, you know, know you're, you're going to guess that it's going to go across the U.S. into a yeah. few major cities, and then, and then it's going to go international to a few international cities. So this thing can be going on for a decade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't think they're going to spend all this time and money mm-hmm. um, just doing it for like, you know, a couple of months somewhere, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'll probably go like, you know, Philly, Chicago, you know, Texas, California, you know, then out to, you know, um, the uh, Asian resorts. Yeah. Well, I'm well, hoping they bring, they bring it down, down to Florida. Florida. I mean, they I mean, should, should at, I mean, at least go to Atlanta, Atlanta go somewhere in the southeast. Yeah. Give us chance to, to view it and I know, I, know I, will. I will if it's in as close yeah. as Atlanta I'll, I'll definitely make a trip yeah, yeah. me too okay the the experience is coming to Disneyland during today's Disney earning call Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that the Avatar experience will be coming to the Disneyland Resort Iger attributes the popularity of James Cameron's Avatar sequel Avatar The Way of Water which recently became the third highest grossing film in the international box office while Disney World already has an entire land Disney's Animal Kingdom themed to the blockbuster franchise, Pandora, the World of Avatar, and now it seems that the Anaheim Resort will be getting an Avatar experience of its own. While I give no details about guests would expect, considering the resort offers nothing Avatar-related, this announcement is big on its own. Iger also suggested that Avatar might not be the only franchise with new or expanded experiences in the Disney parks. Iger said, in a quote, I mentioned, I mentioned that we're going to bring a version of Avatar, Avatar to Disneyland, but we have other, other opportunities to look at the great franchises in the company and so we can invest them into the parks to increase the capacity while preserving guest satisfaction. Tony, I think this is great news. I am, uh, <laughs> I would pass this off to you, but I am so tired of seeing the let's just rip it from another park once it's been there for five years and drop it in Walt Disney World Yeah. or drop it in Disneyland. Right. Um, so the fact that they're giving us a unique, unique experience off the same IP, IP. and, and that, that, but Disney, Disney usually takes about seven or eight years to put an attraction, attraction after, after the movies come out. How long did it take first to get the Frozen attraction? Forever. The first time in forever. Exactly, and it was a reskinning. And that thing was unbelievably popular right off the bat. So to hear this news, I think Disney understands they have creative challenges in Imagineering. And maybe Iger's looking at after he gets the Disney Plus thing fixed. Yeah. Work on that. Well, this goes back to that CNBC conversation where he's going to lean heavy on, you know, these franchises that are working for Disney right now in order mm-hmm. to bring in uh, income. Because, listen, the pandemic did a lot of damage, you know. So, yeah. I mean, 
literally their parks were closed for a very long time you know so um you know they're they're working on it it's a work in progress and bob's and, and, bob's there and we're, and still, we're still cash cow, cow believe it yeah or not. exactly exactly all right hey we have some good news if you love narcosis over at the grand floridian uh it went under a pretty big uh, rehab and it is now ready to open on April 1st, 2023. We don't have dates on when you can book your reservations yet, but it will mm -hmm. open on April 1st. So you're going to have to stay tuned and see that. Uh, the new space incorporates uh, concepts of the land and sea, and that's exactly what the culinary teams drew inspiration from when developing the new menu. Upon sitting down at your meal, you will be greeted with a recipe created by Chef Christine, specifically for this location. It's an artisan boule of sourdough made with a perfectly toasted crust and baked daily in the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa Bakery. I didn't know they had their own little bakery. <laughs> Me neither. Usually there's the, uh, the general bakery that makes all the baked goods yeah. and then just them out overnight. Send them out to the parks, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that they also made this larger because it was one of the smallest signature restaurants. I think the mm -hmm. capacity was like 89 people. That's small. Wow. If you look at like something like California Grill or mm -hmm. Tiffin's, right? You know, yeah, it's like yeah. 389, not 89. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I remember, I remember the, the, I went, I went to, this to this before this closed for this, for this the menu you're, you're, you're about, about to dig into. Yeah. Um, and, and I experienced, I experienced the, old the old menu. menu. Some, Some of the things are bringing back. back. Some of the things yeah. are dropped off. Um, um, my, my dad, dad my dad's girlfriend, and I all went there. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's a really, really good experience. experience. Yeah. Uh, but, but I thought, I thought it, was it was pricey at, at that, that point in time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we, we both know, yeah. since we live here, we experience this on a weekly basis. But the prices are not the same even as they were a couple years ago. So I am not looking forward to what the sticker is going to on this one. Yeah, because when they redid Sitchikos, the price you know really got bad so yeah, yeah. yeah. all right uh let's see so next uh, the ocean inspired charcuterie board is a fresh take on a classic featuring the ai tuna pastrami charred octopus homemade sausage from the sea what what, what sausage, sausage from, from the, the sea, sea tony yeah i, I have no idea them. usually sausage comes from pork but anyway uh, if it's a chicken, this, chicken, or is it tuna? Yeah, I don't know. It might be. Uh, this plate is a true collaboration with each component representing the style of a different chef on the Narcosis team. Uh, moving on with the main course and your dining, dining experience, the team has sourced sustainable seafood from both local waters, like where? Seven Seas Lagoon? <laughs> well, I, I hope, hope not. not. There, there was, was that, that uh, brain-eating brain virus, virus that shut down yeah. River Country. So, <laughs> so they're, 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 they're dual-headed fish. They're going to get that alligator that was snatching that kids up on the shoreline. Oh, oh my boy. goodness. <laughs> uh, both local orders around the globe, including a Chef Noah's signature dish, the blackened redfish. Uh, this mm. meal is served with a crispy chorizo sun-choke hash with hormony, uh, Florida sweet corn, red pepper roulis, and what makes this fish stand out is the secret blend of blackened spice, which has been passed down from chef to chef of the location, with each culinary mastermind finding their own unique way to feature it on the menu. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. They never throw anything out. Uh, of course, <laughs> the chef has kept Norcosi's uh, guest favorite, like the plancha seared scallops, and Parisian gnocchi and surf and turf featuring the tender filet mignon and butter poached lobster. That is fantastic. They will all be mm -hmm. returning. The uh, waterfront hideaway is the ideal spot to watch fireworks. Uh, I mean, uh, to sit down, wind down with fabulous cocktails or zero-proof beverages. Uh, the wine list has been refreshed to reflect a diverse portfolio of varietals with per proprietary Matt Christie and the sommeliers on his team available to help you create the perfect pairing for each dish. Uh, the team of mixologists have thoughtfully curated a new cocktail program inspired by the Victorian era. A must-try is the signature Empress Lime Gimlet, 
a modern twist on a classic gimlet with Empress Gin, Rocky's Botanical Liquor, and Cold Press Lime. So uh, this is all part of a grander redoing of the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. I think they're trying to bring back... I, I think this hotel has kind of fallen out of favor i mean i don't think it's the go-to for anybody anymore i think like things like riviera you know because it's skyline access to two parks has become you know the golden child and i think they're trying to bring a little luster back to this uh um this icon well, or, or the, the or the yacht, yacht club, club, right? The yacht, the yacht club, club is yeah. where my Eliza used, used to stay, and, and it's also a convention hotel. Yeah, and contemporaries, I guess the convention hotel. If you're going to be over there, close. Yeah. It's where he gave his speech. That's mm-hmm. if you're going to be close to the Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, um, and, and I guess, guess Grand Floridian was always kind of the wedding hotel. Yeah, and then they almost try to make it like into a family-friendly hotel. And like you said, these reimaginings, you have the bar upstairs. Now Narcosis. Yeah. Yes, they're, they're going, going back, back the other, the other direction, direction, and now they're trying, trying to cater to the ultra, 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 ultra wealthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, because I, I, can't I can't imagine if you're going to have... There's a special Oprah room there. there. Yes, yes, that's, that's what, what I heard. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is what I heard. It is true. I had a friend stay in it. So how can you stay in it if it's Oprah's room, though? He was working for Disney as a contractor, and he was like... Like Friday, he was going to go home, you know, fly home to New Jersey and then you know, come back on Monday. They're like, hey, why don't you just stay for the weekend? You know, we'll put you up in a room at the Grand Floridian. So they mm-hmm. take him in this room and they go, this is the Oprah suite. This is, you know, where Oprah stays when she comes here. This is her preferred suite to stay in. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So him and his team stayed uh, in the suite. Um, they said, uh, I think there was one cabinet. That was locked, uh, where Oprah keeps her her sweets and treats and things that you know not even they have a key to. Wow! So, so yeah, that, so, is, that is that is impressive. impressive. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping though that, that with Narcissus, like if they that they're, they're open, open for a little bit longer than, than just dinner. dinner. Yeah, to my knowledge, it was always a dinner, dinner restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. But yeah. they're gonna have like five, five to five to nine individual yeah. dish. Yeah. And the sommelier, and yeah. the sous chefs, chefs, and the cooks, and, and the servers, yeah. and the hosts. Well, well, at a certain point in time, Disney's going to get their cut, cut too. too. So this mm-hmm. is going to end up being a $700 experience. Yeah. Either that, or they need to open it up for some brunches. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They used to know. do brunch on Sundays. Okay. 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 Yeah, nice. yeah their, brunch, their brunch was very weird because... Um, you know, normally it's, you know, like, hey, pick something off this menu or it's an all-you-can-eat kind of thing. But due mm-hmm. to the size of the restaurant, they couldn't, like, lay out anything like an all-you-can-eat. Mm-hmm. So what you would do is they would give you the menu and they'd say, well, you can order whatever you want. You could order two or three of the items. You're like, what? So, awesome. so we ordered, like, I, I don't know. There was, like, three of us. We must have ordered, like, six entrees. You know, we were wow. all sharing stuff. And the lady's like, well, if you want to take one home, just order, you know, tell us once that you want to take home and you can take that home and, you know, have for dinner. So we ordered like three more to go. What? <laughs> yeah. What was, what was the sticker on this bad, bad boy? It was, I think it was around $79.99 a person. Didn't which, if you think, no. If you think okay. about how much food you could have or could take in of home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically it wasn't a bad deal. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's interesting. and that that's stops interesting. pretty quickly, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, the yacht club interesting. When they reopened the yacht club, one of my buddies and I came over here because I heard the breakfast was phenomenal. I forget the name of the restaurant, um, but they serve a brunch, and their brunch you have a, it's a buffet, but then you get to choose one entree off the menu. Mm. Only one, one, but you get to choose, choose one. one. Yeah. So, so you, 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 you you work your way, way through the whole buffet, buffet and then right. your your entree sitting there, and the entree was phenomenal. The buffet was phenomenal. Yeah. I think it was like twenty five bucks. Right. I was going away. I was like, I will come back to this place over and over again. Brought my family here. I brought another buddy here. Like, I don't know if they still do it this way, but that's the way they're doing it. Probably post pandemic now. <laughs> the deals the are, are gone. gone. Exactly. All right, what's next there, Edward? The uh, Walt, Walt Disney, Disney World, World housekeeping, housekeeping update, update that you've been, been waiting, waiting for. for. 
It's no secret that our guests love staying at the Walter Figueroa Resort Hotels. After a full day of adventures, there's nothing quite like coming back to your resort room to find it fully refreshed and transformed. As if by magic, the talented housekeeping cast members bring a little extra enhancement to our rooms and hallways. We've heard from so many of you about how much you loved and have missed more regular housekeeping services that we offered prior to the pandemic. And Disney's excited to share that they're ramping them back up across the resort hotels. By the end of February, full housekeeping room cleanings will once again be available at all of our resort hotel rooms, with services provided daily or every other day depending on where you're staying. These full cleanings include everything you expect from placing the towels, the amenities, cleaning the bathrooms, making beds, emptying the trash, recycling, tidying the room, vacuuming. Um, and then guests also sometimes come across some magical touches, like coming back to your room and finding a new Mickey ear hat on display in your room, or plushy poses with towels that are on your bed, and it makes your room feel like it's more than just a home away from home. Tony, are you looking forward to those towel animals on your bed? Okay, so here's the weird thing. Uh, uh-huh. I just got off a cruise, and, you know, every night your bed gets turned down. You know, they come in, they clean up your room, they refresh it, and they, you know, turn your bed down. Um, and they would put a towel animal. Well, now they're selling the towel animals. That's, That's awesome. awesome. In the gift shop. I'm like, well, what the hell? So now they're not making towel animals. They're taking there's like this uh, uh, small blanket that they put on the bed, and they're turning that into a ta- towel animal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because you're selling them in the in the gift store. It, I don't. Know. It, it, That's it, yeah. I, I listen. It's fun. You know, I like when they they get a little bit more creative. You know, where you know it looks like you know. They make a fish and they put it in the sink or something, you know, mm-hmm. or something with, you know, your shoes or your glasses that are in the room. You know, when they make it unique to you because of, you know, what is in your room, I, I find that, you know, more appealing than just, you know, throwing a... <laughs> That's strange. strange. If I like came back, back and, and my, my shoes, shoes were in the, the sink, sink and the sink, sink was, was turned, turned on, I'd be pretty upset. upset. <laughs> well, no, not the sink turned on, obviously. <laughs> They're not crazy. I don't want to have to buy you new shoes. I came back, back to the room, room and the toilet, toilet was overflowing. Yeah. But the house, they just yeah. did a, yeah. did a little design in there. Yeah. And they accidentally yeah. flushed it. All right. Hey, last week's uh, trivia question was uh, Disney World's opening day. Disney World opening day. How much, Edward, do you think a ticket was to get into Walt Disney World in 1971? Two nickels. Yeah, probably pretty close. It was... A schmear three dollars and fifty cents for an adult. Man, three dollars and fifty cents for an adult. Now this is remember this this has a ticket book still though, right? So this was just a walk in was three. This was just to get your butt in the park three fifty. And if you did nothing, you were in the park for three fifty. You could watch all the parades and mm-hmm. you know any shows on the stage well they didn't have mm-hmm. shows on stage in 71 but you could have done any of that for three dollars and fifty cents uh, now if you wanted to go on something then you had to buy a ticket book and if i remember correctly uh you have anybody will have to correct me i think they were around twenty dollars for like a ticket book back then which had an oh. a, a ticket b c d e you know obviously and only had one of each no they're there was like maybe, oh God, I can't even remember. I can't remember. I'm not going to guess. But there was several. There was, you know, maybe it was like a book of 10. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe two of each. Anyway, I'll go do some more research and we'll come back. But all right, let's talk about this week's trivia yeah. question. You ready? Okay. okay. And don't look. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm ready to answer this. this. I, right. got I got it. it. Which, don't answer this. Which snack food was invented at Disneyland? Which snack food was, is it actually a snack that you have now? Probably in your pantry. That was invented. Animal food pastries. Yes, remember those. Those were classics. The zebra. That was the stupidest thing on the planet. The elephant one was gnarly. Yeah. If you think you know the answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. I already, I already won, won Tony. Tony. They, they don't, don't. They don't they need, need to apply. apply. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. 
<laughs> uh, hey, new entertainment is coming to the Hyperion Theater over at Disney's California Adventure. And listen, nothing says fun like you're gonna when you hear this, you're gonna go, "What? Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, what? 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 What are they doing?" Marvel's The Avenger has recently teased via Twitter and TikTok that a new amusement park experience called Rogers the Musical. will be coming to Disneyland's California Adventure Hyperion Theater for a limited time this summer. Is that Rogers Rabbit? No, like Captain Rogers, like Captain America. So you have to ask yourself, when did an Avenger become a singing hero? When he was was selling selling war bonds bonds in the first Avenger. Avenger. (laughs) You remember that? I was like, what? The first Captain America movie? movie? You don't remember that? Yes, but he, I don't think he was singing. Yeah, he yeah, was he selling, was like, like war, war bonds and, like, doing yes, a little show. Yes, but he wasn't singing. Girl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the teaser video featured a woman in front of the Hiberian Theater holding up the theater's program booklet with Rogers, the musical, on the cover. Uh, the Avengers account tweeted alongside that 18-second video, a timeless story of timeless hero. A short one-act musical is coming for a limited time this summer to Disney California Adventure Park. So stay tuned for more details. Uh, Rogers, the musical, is allegedly based on the life of the first Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, The musical was uh, first featured for five minutes in the pilot episode of Hawkeye, where Hawkeye is seen as the only Avenger to attend the 2024 premiere of the musical. The fictional production showcased a show-stopping musical number based upon the Avengers' Battle of New York, entitled Save the City. The original song was co-written for Hawkeye by Steve Whitman and producer Mark Sharman. There you go, kids. Rogers the Musical is coming uh, date to come later. To be, to be honest, honest with you, you I, think I think we either, either talked talk about, about this or, or maybe mm-hmm. we, talked we talked about it off air, not on air, and this mm-hmm. was years, years ago, that it's the, the where the cars, like, attraction is inside of Hollywood Studios. Studios. Either, either there or somewhere else we were talking about it, where we wish they would do, like, Broadway shows. Instead of putting them in, like, the Circus Soleil Theater and charging you 115 bucks to go see it. Putting these, these limited, limited run, run shows, shows yeah, in theater, theater for six, six months, months a year or whatever. whatever. Yeah, it was in Money the Circle to Slay at Disney Springs. There we, there go. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's like, like put it there. there. Yeah. Let's, let's have let's, let's bring, bring musicals, musicals that, that way, and I think yeah. people will be involved and in, in invested yeah. in it. And yeah. um, maybe this is a first step by putting yeah. it in the Hyperion Theater. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just don't know where they put it in. Walt Disney, Disney World, because, because our theater, theater used, to used to be in Tomorrowland, the Tomorrowland Theater, and that's where we used to watch all the Christmas movies right. where Mickey right. and Mary, yep. but that's but gone that's now. They mixed that, that to make that into the overflow, overflow yeah. walkout. Yeah. It, you know, they have the black box theater at Disney's Hollywood Studio, but it just doesn't have enough seating for anything. Um, you uh, know, that's where the little car, you know, Lightning McQueen show, I don't even think they do yeah. that anymore. I think that's dead, too. But... Wow. Um, you know, that would be a great theater because it was, it, you know, it's a black box theater. So they could put anything they want in that building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've only put two things in that building so far. Club D and mm-hmm. this car thing. But that'd be a good place if there was more seating. Was Club, Club D that villain's thing? thing? Yeah, or it was, was when they did the... It, it just started out as a regular club that you can go sit in and had some refreshments. And, you know, you can, you know, cool out, recharge, whatever, your phone... Um, and then that wasn't making any money, so then they became uh, the villain club, you know, where you went to, uh, yeah, hung out with villains. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. All right, right well, well, annual, annual pass, pass holder, Disney, Disney Genie, Genie Plus, Plus service, service updates, updates continues. continues. Uh, uh, they, they will take effect March 20th, 20th and April 18th. So, so, starting, starting on March, March 20, 20, all guests receive, receive access, access to attraction photos with purchase of Disney Genie Plus services. This is just a continuation, a continuation of these extras, extras they're trying, trying to give annual pass holders, I guess. It's mm-hmm. like a thank you. Yeah. 
Um, so starting on March 20th, the annual pass holders with a My Disney Experience account and access to the photo pass lenses and one Cinderella Castle Mural of Memories experience um, for annual pass holders who, over the age of 18, who consent to using their photos in the technology. Additionally, pass holders receive new offerings where you can create and share short Disney-themed video slideshows with favorite photos from your theme park visits. Now, on April 18th, pass holders may visit a theme park after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation, except on Saturdays and Sundays at the Magic Kingdom Park. So you can visit any park any day you want after 2 o'clock if you're an annual pass holder without a reservation, the exception of Magic Kingdom on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And then, and then they, they said, said that, that, you know, you know on, on busier, busier days, days pass holders, they, they like to have spontaneous, spontaneous visits, which is right. the absolute yeah. truth. I know yeah. specifically for Epcot. I know, I know that's, that's when they first started looking at this was Epcot was seeing a massive drop in attendance. And, and the explanation, the explanation was, was, well, pass holders hate making these stupid reservations. They're buying universal reservations and they're just going to go to universal because they don't have to make a pass holder visit. And they had something. So this is their compromise. Yeah, it's it, not it good is, enough. It is. I mean, I mean nothing's, nothing's gonna. I mean, I mean what's to stop, stop you from, from going into Epcot and then be bopping over to Magic Kingdom? Kingdom. I, don't I don't know. Maybe they have a system in place to stop that, that? or I don't know. all the annual pass, pass holders on the 18th and further are just gonna start doing a reservation for Magic Kingdom every Saturday and Sunday because I know that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Okay, so then how's a regular guest gonna get into the Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays if all us pass holders have passes? Because, because you know they, they choke us off, Tony. Tony. If they if they, if they, they let 150,000 people into the park every day, 15,000 are new pass holders, and all the rest are regular people. They don't like us. You know, I'm not surprised that they didn't base this off of what pass holder level you are. Like, I could see them saying, hey, listen, if you buy an accredited pass, you don't need a park reservation ever again. If you're... A pirate pass, a sorcerer pass, I think is the next one down. You know, great. You can get into Animal Kingdom and Epcot anytime you mm-hmm. want with that. You know, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't been basing this off for tiers. Because they like, they like to build these classes, you know, of people. Mm-hmm. You know, Yo, you're special because you gave us extra money. So we're going to let you do these extra things. Yeah. You know, so, all right, kudos to them for not doing that. But uh, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't. I was I was waiting for the hammer to drop, and you know, and credit passes were going to get, you know, it was going to go back to normal for them, and then everybody else, well, too bad. Maybe, Maybe they're afraid, they're afraid of, the of the lawsuit. I don't know. I, I know they, they also, also still. This is still a lawsuit. Them. I mean, why are you telling me yeah. when I can or cannot go when you tell me I have an annual pass? Yeah. Well, so that's, that's they can say, say like, like well, blackout, blackout dates. dates. They, they, they tell you when you can and can't go blackout dates. So I don't know. I I think blackout dates are just a pain in the butt. For everybody. I'll give you a for example. Uh, My girlfriend's mother is coming down in April, Mm -hmm. and there's a couple days that we're going to go. And one of them, I am blacked out because I have a pirate pass. Oh, Oh, you still have your pass? pass? I thought thought you dropped dropped it. it. No, I have a pirate pass. And in order for me to go with them, I then had to buy another Mm -hmm. ticket on top of my annual pass. Why didn't didn't you just just upgrade upgrade your pass? pass. You can can upgrade upgrade your pass. pass. Because I don't want to give them more money. Yeah, but yeah, if you but bought, if you a, bought ticket, a ticket, it's probably, probably the same, same cost as the upgrade. upgrade. I don't want to give them more money. But you, you had to buy a ticket. I didn't. My girlfriend did. But I yelled oh. at her for doing that. Anyway, it's just... it's just There shouldn't be blackout dates. There's no reason to black me out. Yeah. I'm giving you yeah. my... Just come up with a compromised dollar amount. Somewhere between Sorcerer and Pixie... Come up with some dollar amount, have one pass, everybody get it, and there's no blackout dates. Go whenever mm-hmm. you want. I, I, I'll give you two exceptions. Christmas, the two weeks of Christmas and two weeks of spring break. If you want to black those out, I'm fine with that because I wouldn't go anyway. <laughs> that's yeah. my point. I don't, I don't mind the blackout, blackout dates because they're, they're the times, times I don't want to go anyways. Disney that's why I have a pirate pass because I'm blacked out from all the times I don't want to go. Exactly. exactly. That's, That's all I, I use it for. I go to Universal yeah. on those days, or I'm out of town. Yep. Um, um, I personally don't mind the blackout days. days. I, I got to admit, I kind of like the fact that they're still not selling their passes. passes. 
and it's, it's kind of an elitist, elitist thing because there are yeah. people who are like, oh, I shouldn't have dropped my pass, or yeah. I'd get a, they had them available, and they're still not available. So, good luck to you who dropped it. It would be it would be very interesting if Disney never, if Walt Disney World never offered annual passes again because after so many years. Everybody, Everybody who has an annual pass, pass is going to die. Mm. And then and what? Then there, there is truly no more annual pass. pass. Yeah. So, so the, the program, program might be gone after, after you know, my generation. generation. <laughs> after we're dead? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, what Disney does when I'm dead, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I they're still going to try and charge you a credit card, even though you are dead. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> they're not going to collect, collect, but, you know. You know. I, still I still want a Club 33 membership. That's my yeah. lifetime goal. Mm-hmm. You get a membership for Club 33. That is I have a friend that has one. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are a, a lucky, lucky, lucky man, man sir. I, 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 I just have to get him to come down here. He lives in New York. <laughs> yeah. What? That's random. Random and very expensive. <laughs> yeah, he's paying a lot of money a year for something that he's in New York for. Oh, my gosh. At all. Yeah, my head, my head hurts. hurts. I know. I said, I you know, I wish it was like Disneyland, the old days of Disneyland Club Thirty Three, where you can, you know, get just get me a reservation and I can go. But mm-hmm. the members got to be with you now. Which, yeah, they yeah, changed the, change the rules, rules at yeah. Disneyland into yeah, where you have, have to walk in with them and all stand the same time, and you have to go to the restaurant. And if yeah. you don't go to the restaurant, they charge your credit card for a day pass for everybody in your party. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I want to go to all four of those restaurants. restaurants. I know. Tony, if you go to I've one, been to one. one, and you can, and you can if you can if bring, bring somebody, somebody make, make sure, sure you, you mention this guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, travel I travel well. well. All right, let's talk about the last story. Hey, Disneyland Resort Hotels are is changing their process a little bit. So beginning Tuesday, February 28th, if you're wishing to charge an item to your room... At participating merchandise and food and beverage locations throughout Disneyland, you're going to have to use the Disneyland app. Hotel (laughs) keys will no longer be accepted as a way to charge to your room. So in order to access the charge to room option, guests Mm. must first link their hotel reservation in their Disneyland app. And then from the My Hotel Reservation screen, guests can select charge to hotel room to pull up a barcode at participating locations that they can scan. If I you have, have guess, to ask yourself I why. Well, I, this, this is, is my, my guess. guess. All right, go ahead. Take a stab at this one. I think it's, it's a lot, lot easier for a guest to claim they lost their, their room key and then somebody charged things on their room key and then the front desk obviously doesn't know they're not going to go back to cameras and the resort and everything else. And so they just wiped it from the bill. And they, and they probably, probably had a lot, lot of chargebacks, and some management was looking, was looking into, into it. it. No, this is, this because is you have to use a PIN number when you charge to your room. Exactly. exactly. So, so what, what I'm saying is the people were doing it. They were doing the charges. They were and putting in a PIN number and saying, I didn't make the charge? Exactly. <laughs> I used to work in the hospitality industry, and it happens way more than you think. And you can't call these people liars because they're spending a lot of money, but they're liars. So... That's, That's what, what I think, think is happening, and, and it's, it's a lot, lot easier to claim, oh, I lost, I lost it. it. I don't know. They must, they must not have been inputting the pin. I don't know how your system works, and, and, and to do, do that and get you know thousands of dollars charged. But, but it's going to be real difficult to claim. They got into my phone. They got the password in their phone. They opened up the app, and instead of like stealing my phone, they used it to make a bunch of Disney purchases. And don't come to my room because there's stuffed animals in there you don't need to see. I think that's why. All right. Let's hope you're right. Let's <laughs> hope you right. Let's hope it doesn't come over, come over here, here because, because yeah. I like you this, yeah. and I'm going to take that away. Well, what's to say that, hey, I lost my magic band in the park, and I didn't make that charge? Agreed. Agreed. It could it just could be just You still have to put in a PIN number, but... There, those are different people out there on that coast versus We're a whole... We're a better bunch. No offense. All right. Hey, kids, let's talk about some headline... And now, the headline news. All right, first up, Disney's 100. Uh, They're putting out a bunch of these special collections. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit collection is now available on Shop Disney and at Disney Parks. There's a couple of other of these uh, collections as well. So, you know, if you're into some of these 
you know, hundred year collectible things, go go check out Shop Disney. Uh, Disney One Hundred celebrates Steamboat Willie. There's another collection, so you got the Steamboat Willie and the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Uh, Disney Cruise Line has a 25th anniversary sweepstakes. Uh, go check it out. It's, uh, I think it's on the Disney Cruise website. It has a link to it as well. Uh, you can put an entry in every day. So uh, that will boost up your possibility of winning. And speaking of the Cruise Line, Castaway Club has a new level. It's called the Pearl Membership. And this will start May 1st. And it's for people that have taken 25 or more cruises. That, wow. that would be, you had to take at least one a year since it started. If you've done that, then you are a Pearl member. And well, you I heard some cast members get deep, 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 deep discounts. Oh, so extremely if deep. If yeah. you're getting that deep of a discount, I could see, see someone, someone taking 25. Yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know if they qualify for the Castaway Club. They might. They might. They, I, I do, do know one person who does qualify for the Castaway Club, and they're connected, connected with somebody. somebody yeah. they get okay. Their- All right. Uh, hey, the Boardwalk Inn uh, Concierge Lounge is temporarily closed. Maybe they're doing a little rehab up there. Uh, hey, this is an interesting one, and I uh, did a little test on it. So uh, there's an airline. It's called Breeze Airline. Uh, it, it was started up by the same guy that started JetBlue. So if oh, you like JetBlue, you'll like Breeze Airline. Uh, they started up a couple of years ago, and they're still building their routes. But they got a new route, which will be from Orlando, Florida, to Orange County Airport in California. So if you want to go from Disney Park to Disney Park, you yeah. can do is it. it on, what? Is it is Santa, Santa Ana, SNA? Yes, SNA. Yep. Uh, yep. So uh, I priced, uh, I think it was sometime in March. Like, I want to go in March for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. The cheapest fare was $79 each way. Yeah. Tony, Tony now here's a catch. Hold on. Let me tell you the catch. You couldn't, you had to pay to check bags, and you can only take a personal item. You cannot bring anything else on the plane. So, yeah, like yeah. a backpack, and that was it. But, but I've, I've still, still flown, flown cheaper. cheaper. So, the last, so the last two terms of flown around trip to California was 120 and 140. And 140. So. Uh, this, uh, this isn't, isn't even, even the, the cheapest, cheapest flight, flight I've had, had in the in last. Well, seventy nine is cheaper than that. That's, That's one, one way, way right? right? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking round trip. trip. One twenty uh, is sixty bucks round trip, trip. or sixty, or 60 bucks, bucks each way. To Santa Ana? Uh, not yeah. Santa. Ana. Uh, no, I fly into LAX. Oh, yeah. And then the last time I flew into LAX, I flew into Ontario last time. Yeah, nobody wants to But I have a so Frontier does this thing once a year. They. They, they offer, offer you free, free flights, flights for a year. year. It goes, goes May second to May first, mm. and it's eight hundred dollars to fly for free all year long. Wow! Bought it, so I will let you know how that goes. But my plan is to fly back and forth from California for free. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. You might want to pick that up next time because you can fly to New York for free, New Jersey for free, Philadelphia for free. Yeah, I'll have to try. Uh, all right, uh, next up, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Quantum Mania conquers the block, box office at $249.7 million. That's a lot of bazangas. Yeah, uh, just, the problem the is, is their, their, their budget, budget is unreal, but, but mm-hmm. um, I, thought I thought that was good. It was good. I, I hope, hope it, keeps it keeps making money. money. I, I like, like Ant-Man. Yeah, so. yeah, I have to watch it. Uh, the Drury Plaza Hotel is open near Disney Springs. This is on Hotel Plaza Boulevard. If you're familiar, if you're heading all the way out to Apaca there, it's the one on the far left just before you hit mm-hmm. the uh, intersection. Yeah, I was uh, checking out nights there, there, and it was and looking, it was looking like, like 120, 120 a night up to like 169 for the period I was looking. And I mean, you were telling me it was like the old Best Western. Yeah, the old Best Western, yeah. Which really, yeah. But I do I want to check it out. It seems, seems like it would be a cool place to stay for a couple days, days even for a vacation. Yeah. Uh, hey, new store, Toy Story Hotel family suites are coming to Shanghai Disneyland. Dear Disney, could you not put <laughs> a Toy Story Hotel here in Florida? We have a Toy Story Land. It'd be great if you built a hotel right behind it. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Don't, Don't they have, have that, that in, uh, is it, is it Art of Animation, animation or, is or is it? No. 
the, the automated animation that, is uh, yeah, yeah. Cars, movies, Lion King, and Nemo. They and have an animated movies. They have where? All-star movies. All-star, All-star movies. movies. Well, no. They, they have, have some Toy Story, Story things. Yeah, they, they have, have Toy Story things. Andy's room. Yeah, no. It's not like that. No. What do you mean? This is the same thing. You just got to go to All-Star. Don't you enjoy All-Star? No. No, it's not the same. Uh, hey, Disney After Hours added uh, Epcot and more party days. So, uh, listen, I, this is just my two cents on this. These After Hour events, are the, if, if you don't have an annual pass, this is the best way to go to Disney. It's mm-hmm. small crowds, cheaper price, free ice cream, free soda, I still believe they're doing. It's just a better way to enjoy the park. And it's at night when it's cooler. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah. no sun. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, it's I, the best way to enjoy the parks if you don't have a Disney uh, annual pass. I've, I've done, done a few, a few of these. these. I, did I did the, the second, second one ever in Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. And, and when, when I, I tell, tell you, it was, it was kind of creepy, creepy walking, walking around, around in Liberty yeah. with, with nobody around and not, not a whole lot of light, Yeah, you, you kind of felt like you were in the back alley somewhere. Yeah, And that feeling that way in the Magic Kingdom is very, very rare. So... Any of these events, events, I think think you're spot on. If you don't have an annual pass, this is what you want to go to if you want to ride all the attractions and you want to see the park the way you haven't ever seen it before. Yeah. Last time I did this at the studios, we literally, the entire four hours that we were there, not bump into another person. (laughs) Not in the queue line, not in the bathroom, not anywhere. There was like nobody in the park. I was Uh scared. I was like, is the park really still open, or are we just, you know, here by accident? Like, they forgot to throw us out? It was yeah. weird. Very, very you, weird. You didn't get swept, swept yet. yet. No, I guess not. Uh, hey, you're at Beach Club. They're saying that the rehab is uh, going to take longer. There's still rehab going on. Probably with the rooms, you probably can't. Go check every room, Edward, and okay. then okay. come back okay. next week. And Okay. Right. I'll let I'll you let know. You I'm know. on the I'm case, case, Tony. Right. I'm going to just tell Tony told me to when yeah. I asked you, Master Chief. That will work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hey, Disneyland is getting some uh, a new DVC tower, and the villas uh, for the Disneyland Hotel open in September, or reservations being accepted March 15th. So if you want to book a villa at the Disneyland Hotel, mm-hmm. do that on March 15th. Uh, was this built on the, the side of the former Rainforest Cafe that they like, fired, fired all the people, people on? And they were no, this is behind the Disneyland Hotel. And oh, okay. I think what was uh, part of the Toy Story parking lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're really chunking the Toy Story parking lot away, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, that's a whole nother. We'll do that show later. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have not seen pictures, uh, go to our friends over at D- uh, dvcnews.com. Uh, Tim's got some great pictures, uh, great concept drawings of what these rooms are going to look like. There mm-hmm. is a two-story grand villa with a fireplace and a patio that overlooks wow. the parks. And you could probably see fireworks from it. So, um, That's amazing. Yeah, I want to stay there. And yeah, the yeah. last... We'll, we'll split, split it. it. It'll, It'll only be 3000 each night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last thing is talking about DVC is the price of your one-time use points went up by 15%. So if you don't know what one-time use points are, let's say you have some points and you're trying to book a reservation and you're short, like 10 points. Well, Disney allows you to buy those 10 points so that you can make that reservation, but they just raised the price of that 15% per point. So nah, I'm not good surprised. luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. Mm-hmm. All right, Edward, do you have anything, uh, any last words of wisdom for anybody? Um, I just, just got to get, get through, through the gate of Epcot, Epcot in 13 minutes. minutes. Shouldn't, Shouldn't be tough. tough. All right. Uh, yeah, from beach. Other than that, that, I think. You can uh, run to beach, from beach to. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. right there. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, kids, yeah, we'll I let mean, you go. Easily. I, I have sandals. <laughs> uh, go check us out at DisneyParksPodcast.com. If you want two extra shows a week, join us over at patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. And as we like to say around here, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 
All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you through One looks upon a star Your dream